The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoke. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stump. The scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, any single malt. Glenolivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. That sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowboys. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flua Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. What's in your humidor that you just won't smoke and why? And for those with empty humidors, Barry, what you wish you had in there. It's Super Bowl Saturday. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world, Cigar Radio or Cough Radio, at its finest, yeah. the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. It is cold and flu season. I'm not sick. I've been sick for four weeks now. It's just not getting over this thing, whatever's going on. Um, what is going on is usually today, Super Bowl Saturday, is usually when we announce the Cigar of the Year. We did that for 25 years, and then we moved it up till the last day of the year, the last show of the year, and then made the announcement. But typically, we light the Cigar of the Year. And this year, the Cigar of the Year is, Barry? It is today's first cigar. It is the Aladino Robusto. It's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco, and the size we're about to light up is 5x50. The wrapper binder and fillers is 100% authentic Corojo, grown in Honduras. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package. A single cigar will cost you $9.99, or a box of 20 will set you back $179.99, which is a savings of just under $20, or 10% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So I'm glad I got this in a care package because I want everybody to actually enjoy the cigar. And when I say enjoy it, enjoy the whole thing. So I want to start with the aroma of the cigar. 100% authentic Corojo. Other people claim authentic Corojo. This is 100%, and you're going to know it by what it smells like. It smells like the barn. It smells like heaven. This is what the original Camacho Diploma, when that first came out, this is what it smelled like. It takes me back to that day. Uh, Are you allowed to say that? What? That it reminds you of another cigar from back in the day? Because they used, they made it. Well, the tobacco came from these two dudes. Right. They didn't make it. Did they make it? They made it. They owned the company at the time. Ah. And now it's owned by Davidoff. I thought that was just Christian that owned it. No, his dad. Oh, okay. His dad. 
So uh, they did a hell of a job with this cigar. It is the cigar of the year. It's selling like crazy. It was selling before. Now it's selling even more. So uh, the people in the care package get a chance to uh, fire it up. If you haven't tried it before, find it in your local brick-and-mortar store, Aladino. My recommendation is this exact size, the Robusto. Different than the others. The argument is... Barry's the uh, Toro guy. You're the big one. The I like the 660, man. And Ed Sullivan. Sure you Corona. Do. The Corona. So the, the argument is what size? I own the joint. It's Robusto. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we ended up picking. But it is. It, it's one of those cigars that all the size sizes are good. The argument is not is the cigar good. It's what size is best. Yeah. Even the little Santee is good. It is. Which is what, 5 by 32 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. They're, they're all I'm awesome. surprised, Ed Sullivan, that that's not your favorite size. I have bought boxes of each, and I'll have the Santi when I don't have a lot of time. But uh, I think, all things considered, Corona for me. You make a good argument. But you're smoking the Robusto not for the first time, right? Not for the first All time. Right. right now, it's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands are raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Now, you cut it and you give it a taste. All right. If you add a Fig Newton in a barn... For a couple of Nailed days, it. you got the humidity at exactly 70%, so the Fig Newton doesn't go stale on you. It doesn't dry out. Very, very fresh Fig Newton. Fresh Fig Newton, but it's been aged for three days in a barn. You eat that, and that is the cold draw of this cigar. I, Nailed it. I disagree. No, you can't disagree with that. You disagree? Yeah, I think there's cedar. I think there's hay. Um, hay, barn? I, right, but I don't get Fig. I get more of an oat. From the outside cookie? Maybe. Maybe he's eating along with the horses that are in this barn. Yeah. So we're going to light our cigar with the lighter that brought Vertigo to the game. That's it. The big game. We can't say Super Bowl, right? No. So we'll say the game. This brought him to the game. This is a three-jet lighter. Easy adjustment at the bottom, and this is the very first of their patented big-ass tanks. Look at the size of that tank. That's going to fuel those jets. Listen, I smoke a lot of cigars, and if I fill my lighter up every two weeks, that's early. That's early for me. Yeah. Mine's been through the washer and dryer. 100 bucks? Eight times. $100? It's not $100. $80. Can I finish my pitch? Go ahead. It's been through the washer and dryer now eight times, the same exact lighter. It still lights up every single time. The Vertigo Cyclone retails for $12.99. This Sometimes you can find them on deal, two for uh, 20 bucks. There we go. There, was, bye, a, there was a guy on Facebook a year ago who threw it in the pool. Dove in, got it, pulled it out, lit right a cigar. Yep. Yeah, you can do things like that. Why would you do that? Just to see. It's only 12 bucks. Then Play this game with another. it. Drive it over to the truck, see what happens. Probably not. I did that, Probably with, not. I did that with a Perdomo humidor once. He said you could drive your car over it, and I did. Love this cigar. Very Love good. it. We nailed it as a cigar of the year. Did anybody else pick a cigar of the year? No, but with the votes, it got the most votes of anybody of our contenders pack. So the majority agreed with yeah. us. There, hasn't been, there haven't been any uh, people saying that it shouldn't be the cigar of the year. Everybody Correct. is saying it's very deserving. Yep. Unlike other years where there were complaints, yeah. oh, that I, one was too expensive, <clears throat> that one's too inexpensive. I've never heard of that. This one... 
people hands down. I don't, I don't down. know if it's a household name as of yet. There, there was some arguments, hey, it came out the year before. By the way, everything came out the year before, right? right? Yeah. yeah, as far as being... Soft launches, basically. Right, there's nothing To get it right. on the market. Yeah. Right, so yes, it did, everything did, and whatever's going to win this year came out before August 8th last year. Right. Because that's the way it had to go. So, um, listen, don't be hating on me because I live in New England. <laughs> Which is why do people, where the hell are you going with this? Because it's Super Bowl Sunday, and they're hating us because we live in New England and we love the Patriots because we love winners, and that the Patriots keep winning, so they hate us. What's with that? Don't you root for the for the great? I think people like underdogs, and that's yeah? what that's what it is. You know, the Patriots haven't really been the underdog ever, and. Hell, I had it worse. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I've been a Patriots fan since the days of Steve Grogan. Yeah, I so can't, I lived I can't in New York, surrounded the, by Jets. The and amount Giants of fans. hate, though, the amount of hate on on Patriots fans and the and the Patriots team and Belichick and Brady, the, the hate—it's jealousy. That's all it is. Well, they're cheaters for starters. It's ridiculous. That's the number one thing. It's they're cheaters. I don't know how uh, you count somebody a cheater. You inflate the ball the rest of the way, whatever the two pounds oh was or whatever, God. and then he scores more touchdowns. Yeah, and then they take him, and they don't let him play for six games, and then they still win the Super Bowl after that. Yeah, it's just, just bring it on, whatever you got to end up doing. Imagine if uh, there were no Roger Goodell, yeah. how many games they would have won. I think the whole NFL cheated. So our, our, our old colleague Chuck Morrison, is he there? He's there. He's I there. texted him just before the show. We he's were not curious. here, that's for sure. And uh, he's there. I thought he retired or quit or something, but he's... He was doing some home games if they were playing home and because it's Saturday and he has his regular job. Uh, but he was able to sneak that one in. Uh, again, if they end up winning, he will lack the Super Bowl ring. Probably. Imagine if they get it and, and he only is part-time with them now. And then they get that he it. really doesn't get the ring, like when he was full time yeah. and he didn't get the ring. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know what? Now I hate the Patriots too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I'm out. It? I think uh, hopefully it'll be a comfortable game tomorrow. I don't think it'll be comfortable. No, I mean, it's never comfortable. There's been too many comfortable behind never, wins. They have never scored in the first quarter, so everybody is nail biting. It's a whole. It's a whole thing with them. Hey, I'm hoping for seven three at the end of the first quarter because I got seven ah, three both ways. <laughs> I got it both ways. Really? Yep. So, all right. The pool. It's the biggest gambling day of all time. Tomorrow, every year, it, it, and we're talking illegal gambling. I think oh, not the ways. not the legal one. Not the legal. We're doing it for monopoly money, so it's totally legal. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I see the squares, people walking around with the little things with all the squares. I don't even it. know how that works. I bought in because my good friend Larry Vandeventer was. Yes, uh, he always does it. He, he does it. Does it. He got hit me up. I got nothing playing. I got nothing going on. Really? Yeah. You're always someone with a little action I on the no side. I got no action. I got no action. So uh, today we're going to talk about cigars that we have in the humidor. They've been sitting there for over and over. You overlook them all the time on purpose. No, I'm not going to smoke that for a special occasion. Is the special occasion the Super Bowl? Do you smoke something special for the Super Bowl? Do you, you know, at Super Bowl party, you're going to go outside in the cold and smoke in between? Because not everybody has the nice man cave. But some people do. I don't smoke in the house often. And honestly, I wasn't going to watch the game. And my wife was like, we're watching the game. So if, we're, if I have to watch it, I'm smoking indoors and that's it. It's something special. Uh, I have a couple of things in the humidor that uh, I'm looking at. 
I would always go to the Cigar of the Year because we had announced it the day before and it would be the go-to thing. Yeah, we announced this on December 31st. Where do we end up? Actually, I have a box sitting in my humidor, Ed Sullivan. You'll be proud of me. I have a box of the Corona in my humidor. I didn't get the big 60 ring gauge because I don't have that kind of room in there. Ah. So I had to split the Coronas between a travel humidor and right now they're in a plastic bag. I had bought a box, but smoked through them in two days. Yeah, two and a half days. So that's what that's, happens to you. You just you can't do it. I can't save them. You can't save them. Do you have a special cigar for the Super Bowl, or do you have a special Let's cigar Let's talk for- about his special bottle of rum. Do you save rum? No, I usually drink through that, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, special cigar at a Patriots victory. I have one lined and up, a, yes. And if, we, if the Patriots do win, do we win? We won the game like we had anything to do with it. We did. It was out cheering. Which is well, Barry crazy. Hasn't, Barry we hasn't, won. He hasn't washed his shirt in at least three weeks, and he'll yeah. continue that streak as long as they're winning. Yeah? Yes. 100%. It's a good play. We appreciate you, Barry. No problem. Yeah. Get a little closer so he can really? get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right. <laughs> all that. It's ripe. So why do people save cigars? Uh, some people save cigars that they'll have for a long period of time and wait for their daughter to get married. Tom out there has a special cigar he's been saving forever. Um, and that is a Potagus 150, I believe, you have out there saving. Wow. Uh, maybe um, a box of cigars you bought and... They start making them, and the ones that are left, you hang on to those specific cigars. Um, you know, a discontinued brand or something you could never get. Or so you went somewhere, and you got a few cigars, and then you saved one because to remember the event, buy the special cigar. Have a couple of those, smoke. yeah. Um, some people save them because the cigar is not that good, and it needs a lot of aging. And you put it away, and you wait a few years now, and now you have a very well-aged, crappy cigar. <laughs> That's usually what happens. There's, there's two schools of thought on that. You could have something like, let's say, uh, the Florida Minicana is too full-bodied for me, and I have a few of those that I've bought at events. Yep. And the cigar was too full-bodied for me, but I feel like if I sit on that cigar, I like the taste of it, but it's too strong. But if I sit on it for 10, 12 years, 10, it, 12 should, years. it should mellow out to the point it where should. I can smoke it. It should. And then I can enjoy it. So, uh, baby being born, this is, I'll save this for when the baby gets born. I'll save this for whatever. And people save for all kinds of different reasons. I know some people, when there was certain hard-to-get cigars, say, say an Opus X or something like that, or I think it was the um, Maduro, um, Fuente uh, Hemingway Maduros or something. Oh, yeah. Some guy would save them, save them, save them until he had a whole bunch because this was going to be his wedding cigar. And it would be many, many years of saving these boxes of 10 until he had enough and he actually pulled it off. Oh, I, was, many, I, I many thought years. you thought you were going to end with some sort of tragic no, thing. You got beetles it. and they were all destroyed. No, but... I, I see this, you know, working retail and stuff, and you hear, you know, no, I'm buying it. Oh, how was that? You came in again. No, I don't smoke them. I actually, and we love customers like this. I, I collect them. I collect them. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, age them. They will get better. You, um, you could take a, and, and you, you, to your point earlier, you said you, you end up with an old crappy cigar. But you yep. can take a cigar like, let's say, uh, Padron 1964 Toro Maduro. It's a great cigar now. But if you sit on that cigar for five, six years, it becomes unbelievable. So there's another reason to age it because you, you're starting with something that is already great and you want to make it even better. Right. So you can sit on it for that reason. But then there's the peak. Right. And there's some cigars that don't get better with aging. 
I mean, if you look at, uh, I'll use Tatuaje, for example. They came out with a part of the Monster Series of cigar called Bars. Okay. And after a year, it smoked like air. There was so no mellowed fla- out that much. Yeah, yeah. There was no flavor, nothing yeah. to it. So it hit its peak and ended up dropping off. Mm-hmm. I had a Davidoff Dom Perignon. This is a Cuban Davidoff um, I was able to uh, get many years ago. It was very old to begin with. That's like a $200 stick, right? Right. At that time. And then I waited years to smoke it again, and we had a company Christmas party, and I said, this is the one I'm going to smoke. I've been waiting for this. Nothing. No flavor. I'm telling you, absolutely nothing. What a disappointment. And a big, long cigar, so it was a two-hour disappointment. Two hours of smoking, nothing. You're just about the only person that I know of that would take a puff of something and go, all right, this sucks. I'm going to finish it. Because <laughs> you're not a quitter. No. You're not gonna, a quitter. Go I way. think you've proven with the Cigar Authority that you're not a quitter. Yeah, absolutely. You haven't said That's this right. sucks and I'm out. So. Nope. It sucks and <laughs> it I'm does still suck. doing it. It, it does suck. But I'm still doing you're it. You're still in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Age them. Will they, will they get better? How about a cigar that you don't like it? And you're going to keep it in your humidor because you're not going to smoke it. Maybe somebody will come over and smoke it, but I'm not smoking these. And you save them. And years and years are going by. And you just keep hanging on to these cigars. You will never smoke because you don't like it. And it's just going to sit there and sit there and sit there. I have some of those, and I didn't bring them in with me to, to show anybody because I don't want to talk so trash about anybody. Yeah. But there is a value to me to that because I have a, a fairly large humidor. It holds 500 cigars, and I like to keep it 75% full. So I've got some cigars in there. I have a whole drawer of placeholders. And, it, and if I get to the point where I need to move those out and put them in another humidor, I will. But for right now, they're helping keep my humidor filled, which is what is going to make the humidor work better for long-term aging. That's right. So that's true. I do have placeholders in there for that reason. I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. They have like a 100-count humidor, and they only keep 20 sticks in Right. It. And you can say it doesn't work that efficient. As a refrigerator doesn't, an empty refrigerator doesn't work all, all that yeah, well. Yeah, if you're refrigerating one can of soda, the poor motor's working its balls off all day, every yeah. day to keep that can of soda cold. Fill it up with soda. Term. Hey, Jonathan. Yes. I wasn't aware motors had balls. Mm. Well, now you know, Ed Sullivan, okay. and uh, knowing is half the battle. That's why they call I, him a motor man. I always learn something every week. So how about the last one? Do you hang on to the last one? This is yes. the last. Me too. No. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> you could. One can only hope. You'd have to be outside <laughs> walking the street. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Right, so <laughs> you ain't going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's not how you're going down. Chasing the bus. I guess somehow <laughs> a bus could launch off of a Ferrari out front and come through the wall and take you out. That I'm could happen. Sure. That could happen. Uh, but I hang on to some last ones if they mean something to me. But I, as I prepared for the show and went through my big humidor at home and my big humidor here, I didn't even go into the cabinet downstairs of my uh, locker. Um, we can save that for another whole show of what's in there. Dave's locker. But I looked at all these things and I go, why in God's name am I hanging on to this? Why am I hanging on to that? That's another whole show. That's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to tell you why I'm hanging on to the ones I am hanging on. But I got a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of forgot why I hung on to them. Dave has been actually a little grumpy this week. And I think I know why. Because he's gone down memory lane. And this was a little bit of therapy for him. And when he gets into this therapy mode, instead of just crying like a normal person, he just takes it out on everybody around him. This explains so much. No. So much. You sure you didn't feed him a salad or something? No, he asked me a question in 
in the store that will work, and I give him the answer, and he doesn't like it because it's not what he did. And that's not. That's not. A, no. There's been there's been thirty or forty examples of him being the way that he is when he's like this. He's been really like he's nice been eating salad for two weeks. I'm well, we're ready to f- compliment. Yeah, he's me. ready to fire you. That's the only reason. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, <laughs> you should be go. worried. So the cigar's burning perfect, right? Mm. Perfect, tight, tight line. The the combustion line that's on the cigar. You see how tight it is, which means it's a uh, very aged tobacco. Very densely packed cigar, yet the draw is, is absolutely fantastic. They got it going on. Firm ash. Thanks. For, from Ash. Yeah. Be careful how morning. you say that. Yeah. Ash, so, not. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a fantastic cigar. So uh, right now, let's get to the uh, matchup of the week. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And this is a time that uh, there's a lot of cooking going on for the Super Bowl, right? You got plans for food? Maybe not plans for the cigar you're going to smoke, but food. Of course, food. I got the alcohol lined up, and I got the cigars lined up. Um, So today is a cook-off between Mrs. Doubtfire... Versus Big Mama from Big Mama's house in a All barbecue right. cook-off. Barbecue cook-off. Uh, you mind if I take this one, parents? Go right ahead. Yeah, you it's to, uh, sure it's going to be it's going to be Big Mama. Yep. Uh, because uh, she just does barbecue, man. Mrs. Doubtfire, you you talking about baking a pie? That's she, Mrs. Doubtfire. She does, she does barbecue. Why? Because she's a black woman. What are you racist? <laughs> she's not. She's not even a woman. She's a man. So is Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) But she played it really good. I don't think Big Mama. He played it well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going going Big Mama. She's all about the barbecue. (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire will get too close to the flames. Her boobs will catch on fire. She'll burn the food. So, therefore, it's Big Mama. Nice cover. It's good. I fell on the sword for you on that one. And Ed Sullivan doesn't know who you're talking about? I know, I know. You know who they are? Yeah. I okay. Mean, once Barry went with the boob angle, I, I'm on board with it. You got to agree. How can you not agree? I think it's a slam dunk, huh? So Big Mama's House wins the uh, chili cook-off at a barbecue cook-off. Um, chili? You do chili for Super Bowl? No. No? I wasn't That's even going to watch the game. My wife wants to watch it. It's going to be on in the house. I, wasn't, I haven't watched football all season. So let's talk quickly about Mr. Jonathan's lunch yesterday. <coughs> so this is very interesting. He got hamburger, and he got ground turkey sausage. sausage. It's no longer a hamburger. So he put it together, and he got a sheet pan, and he pressed it in the sheet pan flat, and he put it in the oven. Froze it first so that I could manipulate it. Oh, really? And put peppers and onions on it and baked it in the oven. I thought you'd be an expert at manipulating Then he cut meat. it into squares, and then they became hamburgers, and he had like 20 hamburgers at once. All put done, it on the ready roll, to go. All done. White and, Castle style. And I got to tell thinking. you, it was, good. It, it was a home run. Fantastic, mm-hmm. right? There was jalapenos in there, onions, mushrooms. I got to give it to you. So there's a soup, the new Super Bowl party that... You know, you, you're grilling everything. You got 20 hamburgers going on at once, and the flames going everywhere. And here was the answer right Did there. Did you have the little square buns for them, like White Castles? Mm-hmm. No. No, we had round buns. Round buns, square patties. Good buns, though. They were good. Good buns. Jessica's Bakery, I found out about that on the well-seasoned gourmand. Ah. She's got it going on, that chick. She can bake. I'm still stuck Better on than the Mrs. fact Doubtfire. that Dave liked your buns. Mm. Don't be Can't scared. Say, I'm surprised. All right, so early thoughts here on the Aladino Robusto, the cigar of the year. And not because Barry said it earlier, but there is 
and and with older Camacho products, the same thing. There is an overwhelming flavor of cedar. It's very present. Uh, you might mistake that for a peppery component, which sometimes people say Corojo tobacco is a peppery component. I taste cedar, not pepper. There's a little sting on the tongue, but it's a cedar sting. That's what I'm getting I out of this. You got the cedar. There's a little bit of brown sugar. And just on the retrohale, the faintest hint of licorice. But you wouldn't know because you don't retrohale. Here it comes. Ah, a little bit came out. Look at you. And to, so and he this didn't one, cough. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't call this a full-body, full-flavored, but not a full-body cigar. I have no problem with the cigar. I nub it. I smoke it all the way down. I smoked a bunch of these things. It is, it is pure medium through and through. Uh, if you don't retrohale, it might be a notch below medium. But for me, it's medium through and through. What a nice cigar. We got the licorice. $10 cigar, right? Nine ninety nine or yeah. one seventy nine ninety nine a box. It's good, and we know Ed Sullivan likes it already. So, all right, let's go to break, and when we come back, we're going to go through cigars we have been saving in our humidors. I got a whole list here. We all do, and later cigars we wish we had in our humidor. We're live from Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where TwoGuysCigars.com comes in. It's the number, twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're going to have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining 
up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes, including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. 
And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We've smoked a ton of cigars over the years, and some of us saved a small percentage of them for one reason or the other. Why? We're going to find out. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking the Aladino, the Cigar of the Year. Loving it, by the way. Mm. Um, Would I save any of these? I don't know. Right now, it seems there's no, no problem getting them, but... Whereas this is the first run of them, a lot of times you see a cigar and you say, when they first came out, they were so great. Maybe something to save an early box of Maybe, in case. But considering where it comes from and considering what it tastes like, I find it hard to believe the cigar is going to change. Yeah, you echoed my thoughts exactly. Okay. So we're going to uh, start up with Mr. Jonathan and see what's in his humidor. And I, I took pictures of mine, but you actually brought these cigars in. I brought them in in a travel humidor. I've got uh, individual little slots for each cigar, so keep them all safe. All right, one of them's very ugly, but okay. Just saying. <laughs> well, why don't we start with that one? That's the right. very first cigar I ever made. Oh, my God. I can never smoke it. I hate to say what the cap looks like. Yes, it looks very bad. That was by design. I was working on a new style cap for those watching the video. Yeah. Yeah, hoping that that catches on. I figured no, you that won't catch on. I figured you would have put that in your mouth. You're well, clearly I did. The glue started coming off. Um, another one is... Would you roll that? Between that I rolled in Cuba. In Cuba. That I rolled in Cuba. All right. I'd never made a cigar from start to finish before that. I pu- applied wrapper to cigars, but this was the first and only one that I've ever done from start to finish. Uh, while I was in Cuba, a friend of ours, Leticia, gave me a handful of these. And this is a special blend that she has made in one of the factories just for her. And she only gives them out when you see her. So she gave me a couple, and I saved one. That I'll never smoke. It's little. It's tiny. She likes the little sizes. Yeah. Okay. And you smoked the other ones. And they yeah, were good? They, they were good. good. They were yeah. good. So right. if they were good, why would you not light that one up? Because I'm saving that as a memento. She's my friend, and maybe someday down the road, she'll be, she'll here. be here, and I can give that to her, and it'll be a, it, she would be the only person that would appreciate it. Uh, I'd appreciate it. You're not dead. <laughs> so the very first year that Hiroshi Rabania showed at the trade show... I had gone through his booth as the buyer, and no one paid any attention to me. So after about 30 seconds, I walked out, and Nelson said, I need you to meet my friend. I remember that. And he brought me over and introduced me to Hiroshi, and they sat me down, and they made coffee, and all of a sudden, they could see me. It was like magic. (laughs) So uh, You know somebody. He talked to Hiroshi, and Hiroshi gave me one of these little sampler packs that I never smoked any of the cigars out and of. And this is before this the band. Is before they were banded. They didn't have uh, ex- know exactly what they were going to do. So these are one of a kind. I could never light them up. You never smoked any of them? Never. I, the can't, tell pack. From, I can't tell from this angle. Are they in cello? Unsellowed oh, okay. and the, the a foil, foil foot. Okay. Uh, That's a nice look. Yeah. That was good. These two are virtually identical except that I wrote on the front of them that they are essentially bench samples of the Kalinox series. Ah. I got a 25 and a 50 of those. Those are the very first ones, and I, I may someday say to Eric Hansen, you want to light one up if he's So Kalinox is the one uh, in That's the, the fire cure. Correct. The world's first and only. 25% and 50%. This is a cigar I alluded to earlier, the LFD mystery cigar they called it ah I this remember. came out in 2012 they were 10 count boxes and you could only buy them if you were at an event and it's strong 
and they are strong. They so are. I still have uh, nine of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. Uh, no, I gave. I have eight. I smoked one uh, this year, and it was still too strong, and I gave one to Ed Sullivan. Okay. I have eight left of that. And then. All right, this one, speaking of Ed Sullivan, this cigar has very special sentimental value. What is this? Is this the... Um, it's a Zeno. It's a Zeno. Zeno connoisseur. Connoisseur. And so Ed Sullivan had three of these left in his humidor. It's milder than what he normally smokes. That was a Honduran Ed Sullivan? That's correct. And yeah. Those, as I recall, were purchased in 1996. Wow. So I smoked two of them, and they were exceptional. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so... I said to Ed Sullivan, I'm saving this for when he dies. And <laughs> so, so I'll smoke this at his grave. Dave, if he comes into your office smoking that right. and says, Oh, no. He did, ask, he did ask if it would uh, work in reverse. If I smoked it, would that kill him? And I, I'm not going to take that chance. Uh, this cigar is pretty unique. I think we smoked it on the show once before. Yes, a long time this ago. This is uh, a one and done limited edition from United Cigar that came out in 2012 as well. With the star on the cap. And the cap is a, it's a Churchill. Stuff. Way too strong. I bought a wheel of 50 of them. I got 40 left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for those things to age out. I have a box of these. I've never lit one up. This is the Mr. Jonathan Cigar. From Jose Dominguez. Jose it was a Dominguez. gift. Yeah. He made me a box of cigars, made us each a box of cigars with our names on them, and I could never bring myself to smoke them. Barry smoked all of his in two you days. smoked none of yours? <laughs> none. None? They're all there. Okay. The guys in Nashua had asked if I would give one up because they put a little pack together of all the ones, and I said, absolutely not. I'm never breaking <laughs> the box open. Ah. This. Uh, was one of my favorites. This cigar. It's probably the cigar that caused people to think that you owned Kusana. Right. <laughs> this is the last one in existence. And I would probably give this to my Kusano uh, if he ever wanted it. He would want it. So I can never Kusano, smoke it. Kusano Hermanos. Correct. Vintage. Phenomenal yeah. cigar. We used to buy so many of them that other retailers thought we owned the company. Funny, though, he sold for a lot of money. I didn't get any of it. <laughs> I'm down to my last two here. This is the first run of Byron Disquinditos before they were put in cello. That's how I know it was the first run. They had cedar on the foot, 10-count boxes. I bought a box of the very first run. I smoked them all except for one. And again, probably give this to Nelson someday and yeah. say, you smoke it. But it's uh, very aged to begin with. Right. So it's aged on top of aged. And the last one. I know you have one of these. I do. So I, I'm thinking. I actually have it on my list too. Since uh, it says 1935, maybe in uh, 2035 we light them up together. But this is a Monte Cristo that I believe has not been released yet. Yeah, this was that uh, we got at the Habanos, Habanos Festival. Festival. I, I hung on to one too. It was a three pack. Yep. And I smoked two of the three. Did you smoke any of yours? I don't think so. No, I smoked two of the three, but I saved one. Same way. I remember the thing. It was a it was a big time. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Let's move on to Barry. This ought to be... Uh... Yeah, oh, wait. One. I have one more. I'm sorry. I have one more. <laughs> I have one more. Before the Diamond Crown experience, we had gone on a trip that was the uh, brainchild that they ended up getting that Diamond Crown experience from. Right. And at, on that trip... They gave us samples of the Black Diamond. Not what you would expect Singles. from a Diamond Crown product. Right. 
They gave us singles to smoke at lunch, and they sent us home with each a five-pack. And I could never bring myself to open the five-pack thinking that was the blend that they were coming out with, and I would have it. They never came out with it, which makes it even more valuable to me only. Right, right. I'm never going to smoke it because I just love that trip so much, and I could never bring myself to light that up. I I feel like I'd be burning a piece of history. All right. We have a a few of the same. We have a few of the same. Barry, you have nothing? I have nothing, and not not to pick on anybody that believes in saving them or what have you. If I like the cigar, I'm going to smoke it again. But what about the best part about cigar smoking, which is sharing those cigars with a friend? I, I will. If I have a box and it's a cigar that I thought was great, I will share them with but a friend. But if it's a friend that's in the cigar business. But I'm going to go, here, take this. Don't smoke it. Or I'm not going to save one and not smoke it. I enjoy it. I'm going to light it up. I could buy more. What if it's one you can't buy more of? Oh, well, I have the memory. You can't get that La Florida Minicana, so in five years or whatever, when John Carney's up, I'll light one up, or Lido comes up, I'll give one to him. Do you wish you had some things like this? There are a few cigars yeah. I wish I had another one yeah. of, and I know we're going to get to that later, but I don't have any regrets about smoking. All right. All right. How, how about they, they were great three years ago. If I had another one today, it might not have aged. It might not. You, you, you're running a risk. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So seeing you have none of that, let's go to the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Space might be the final frontier as astronauts seek to boldly go where no man has gone before, And that might take on a new meaning as researchers at Penn State might have tackled a problem for deep space missions or at least a trip to Mars. Having enough food on hand is a potential problem, and researchers have developed a system that converts solid human waste into something not only edible, but nutritious nutritious as well. (laughs) Micros would be added to astronaut poop that would break it down, creating something edible that contains 52% protein and 36% fat. White Castle style. Just cook it up, (laughs) little onions, you're all set. Mr. Jonathan, we know you won't eat a Twinkie, but would you eat this for... Sorry, wrong segment. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. Have you heard about the astronaut <laughs> toilet? To the funny farm no. where life is beautiful. It sucks all the time, and I'll when you're sitting on it, drawing it out. Because it needs to go in, right? So Sign it actually. Wouldn't that be interesting to have an astronaut toilet? <laughs> Would it be like the next step of you sitting in the toilet and it actually helps you along? I think that you would run into some long-term issues with those muscles not being used. Yeah. And eventually eventually you would just need the suction toilet. I think you're going to sign yourself up for problems. There's muscles you got to use. Would would you eat food like that that was converted? If I'm I'm in deep space nine, I'm on my way to Mars, and I'm like the first dude that's going to be there. Do you see the movie Mars? The Martian. The Martian. Yes, I did. Yeah. He ended up doing that. All right, Ed Sullivan, you're up. What do you got? All right. 
I'm going to well, be the holder for Ed Sullivan. Ah, okay. I do not have as many as Jonathan. I'm probably closer to Barry in terms of approach. You know, if, if they're good, smoke them. But the first one is a Camacho Corojo from the original release. It and it even is. has the box still. It's awesome. Nice box. And then they also, I think, on the back have the production date and a card inside that has the crop date. So that was 2003. Nice. And, you know, I do love that cigar. The only reason I still have any of those is they got buried. Ah, okay. Under, and I found nice two, accident. two boxes of them um, and in the intervening month i think i'm down to my last one in the first box so they'll be gone soon okay because you found will dave i don't know if you remember this one the havana sunrise i do i think didn't they come in bundles that was probably when boxes were harder to come by you know there were all the box shortages they had boxes and i think at some point they had bundles too but this is the guy that went public first guy that went public with his company yep and then he went to jail because of uh, he, he faked some numbers off and whatever, and he did some time, and then he died. Oh, so, no. Yep. All right, I'll smoke that later in his honor. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. This one, I can't tell you what the cigar is, but um, I actually gave those out when my daughter was born, so that would have been 20 years ago last month. Wow. Um, I think, Dave, you remember at the time, almost all the boy-girl cigars were machine-made. Yep. And I just wanted to have something that was at least smokable to give out to my friends. So I've held on to a couple of those. Those I won't smoke. I don't think they're particularly good anyway. Otherwise, I'd just save the band and smoke it. And there was a spot for you to write her name on it. Yep. Okay. I don't remember this. It's nice. It's a good idea, actually. Speaking of ridiculously large nipples, <laughs> who's talking about that? <laughs> so With this a- this was the original release of yes. the uh, Padron Cabinet Series. Perdomo. Uh, sorry, Perdomo. La Tradition. And that one is a smaller size, very odd shape to it. So, so what, what is that? Um, the, the shock that just won the Cigar of the Year is a box pressed halfway up and round the rest of the way. Well, here it is 20 years before that. I did. Uh, right? He, he yeah. was yeah. kind enough to gift one of these to me, and I smoked it, and it was. And that's Cameroon, right? Exceptional. Yeah. Nick Perdomo, trendsetter. Oh, yeah. I, oh, sent, yeah. I texted him a picture of it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And other than that, I smoke just about everything. And you have more of the Camachos, the little Camachos left, huh? I do. I've got a full box unopened. All right. We can talk later. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested in that. Um, so so you, you have smoked it recently? Uh, the small Camacho? Yeah. Yeah, I gave them. I gave them out to my coworkers downstairs on the way up. So <laughs> okay, and you'd give me one in uh, Nashua. So compared to the Aladino we're smoking now, is it similar at all? So it's interesting if Jonathan holds up uh, that one plus what's left of his Aladino. The wrapper on this one is a lot darker, but I think they. Um, 
And Jonathan, on the front of the box, I think they marked it as dark, dark. natural. Yeah, dark natural. I can yeah. show that too. So yeah. back in the day, he 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 would. One of the things Christian was saying is, there's no real Maduro. There's natural and there's dark natural, and that's what he went with for a while. That didn't catch on. So then he ended up going into Maduro and then triple Maduro. No such thing as Maduro, and there was a whole bunch of Maduros. All and of a sudden, there was such a thing. Jonathan, if you would hand uh, Camacho to Dave for his yeah, smoking pleasure later I will. On. Thank you. Wow. So that's, so, a, that's a weasel move, right? Yes, it yep. is. Yeah. Skip mod, you'd be proud of me how I played that up. It worked exactly like you said it would. <laughs> that's the weasel of actually not asking for it, but finding a way around to. You made it sound like you were going to buy a box. And instead of him having to part with a box, he just gave you one. So maybe he's shut smarter up. than I am at first. <laughs> There's no question in my mind. That's right. That's right. Okay, do I have time for mine? I can squeeze some of them in. Uh, let's, let's do it. So uh, mine, unfortunately, is I have nothing but pictures. So you're going to put the picture on the screen as I uh, look at the first one, which is the Dos Ombre 2000. So I came out with this in 1999. Dos Ombre was a brand. We had it. But everybody was doing this thing for the millennial. And the question was, should it be Y2K? What should I do? And I ended up going in 1999 with the... Um, uh, Dos Ombre 2000, and uh, there it is there. It was a box press cigar, which was great because um, later and later, much later, we came out with the box press Dos Ombre, but I have um, grandfathered in by having this product out here. Mm -hmm. So that was like a saving grace of it, and I actually had the cigar that I saved. So this is a cigar, uh, as you see, a box press Dos Ombre. Not, not for nothing, but uh, you could easily just put, you could have put that 2000 on any Dos Ombre, it looks like. It's box press, though. I'm just saying, you could have done that. But we didn't have a box press Dos Ombre. But you so now I do. <laughs> and I can continue to have it. Because but you I could take any Dos Ombre and now put a 1999 on it and say, that was out there. Look, I have it in my humidor. I, I no, sold it. Because I, I, I received them in through customs. I, I sold them and I have proof of selling them. I, I, we're going to need proof of these things, I guess. So they say there's lots of paperwork that's being filled out. Um... Next one is the H. Upman. This is the Cuban Connoisseur A. And that is one ugly cigar. I would say, did Jonathan roll that? Yeah, I would say uh, I don't know that I would use the word connoisseur <laughs> necessarily. I roll that. Ah. Did you? I did. All right. So I rolled that in the H. Upman factory. You did a better job than I did. When I was by myself the first time I, I went, and they let me make a cigar, and here's, here it is, and it's the Connoisseur A. Can't be smoked. Can't smoke. And you did, can't smoke that. Did you band it as well, Dave? I did everything. 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 Completely done by me, and it's completely all Cuban tobacco, and it's complete. Not only can't I smoke it, it's probably unsmokable. <laughs> so there it is for another reason to save a cigar like that. Next up is the Griffin's Don Bernardo. And this cigar was, my father was a cigarette smoker, and he would come to cigar events and have cigars with us at cigar events, uh, but never really took to cigar smoking until we did an event where the folks from Davidoff had these Griffin cigars, and they said these were only for Europe, the Don Bernardo that wasn't sold in the United States. And by accident, they ended up coming to the U.S., and they had X amount of cigars, whatever it was, 500 cigars or whatever, 
do I want to buy them from them? It's just a one-time thing if I want to do it. And I said, I can do an event around that. So we did a cigar dinner. And my dad came to the cigar dinner, and that was one of the cigars they got at the event. And he smoked that cigar, and he goes, now, if cigars tasted like this, I would smoke cigars all the time. I love this cigar. So I immediately got every cigar that was left and saved them all. That's a player move right there. And nobody could buy them. And when he would come to see me on Sundays, he would say, I'll have one of those cigars. And I went in the drawer and I'd get him two, two cigars, one for me, one for him. And we would sit and smoke the cigars together. And it was awesome. And this is why we do the father and son cigar dinner. And one day he came up and I opened up the drawer and look and there's five cigars that are left. So I take the two cigars out and it's me and him and we're smoking a cigar. I said, by the way, there's only three cigars left. What are you going to do? And he said, well... I'll never smoke another cigar again. And I said, no, no, I'm going to find something for you. I'll call them up. I'll do something. But something's going to happen. And the next day, he died. Oh. So there's three cigars left. Can I ever sell these cigars, smoke the cigars, or do anything, right? What do you do with it? So here's one of the, the three that are left. And since then, I actually told the story to Davidoff, and I have a whole box in, the, uh, in my... the. Um, Locker, the locker downstairs. Wow. Uh, but these are the three original ones. So uh, another reason why you can't, can't, can't smoke it, right? Can't do it. Would it. Or do I do it someday on Father's Day? And, you know, I don't know. But there it is. Next up, I have uh, same cigar that you have, Jonathan. That's the uh, Monte Cristo 80th anniversary from Cuba from the trip I took with you. Yeah. And it was a three-pack, as I recall, and I smoked two of them, and I ended up saving the third one and said, well, let me hang on to this for the reason that they released these things like the Cohiba 50th and things like that a few years back, and the cigar actually never comes out. So the event is there launching the cigar that never comes out, and this cigar may never come out. Who knows? So I hang on to it. Maybe it comes out, and then I smoke it and say, okay. But they were good, the two I smoked, and you have your whole three-pack. So there's that. Next up is the La Fleur Dominicana 1994 baseball bat. Wow. It's too good-looking to, to uh, smoke. And I think I smoked mine. <laughs> really? You had one? <laughs> yes. And I wouldn't know how to smoke it because both ends are capped. I remember that being a problem. I chose to put the baseball bat side up where your hand would go in my mouth. I cut that in, and I just burned through the other side. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with it, and it's too good looking to... Damn it. Now, did you cut the knob completely off, or did you... <laughs> no, I just trimmed it. So you put the knob in your mouth. Correct. Wasn't okay. the first time. <laughs> Wasn't the first time. Uh, all right, moving along. We have uh, the Immenso. This was the first giant ring gauge cigar to ever come out. It's Nick Perdomo's Immenso, and years later it came out with pictures on it and different bands, but there's the original, just I, like that. It looks very generic, yellow with black letters on it. Uh, it is a, like a 70, the only, 80 ring gauge. It's the only thing that you have so far where I'm like, why in the hell did you save that? Who cares? For those not watching, it kind of looks like police tape. Yeah, it does. Huh. It does. Horrible. And um, he, he was ahead of his time. We, we said that later with that cigar there. And this is way ahead of its time before it was. Uh, they were boxes of 10. And because you couldn't make boxes big enough to right. do boxes of 20 in those back then. 
but way ahead of its game. That was released in the uh, 90s, sometime in the 90s. Uh, next up is the Macanudo 1979 Vintage. 1979 vintage. So I got in the business in 1985, and this came out after that. And they had the, the vintage years as, as they would come out. And the first one ever to come out of a Macanoodle vintage was the 79. And I got to say, as small as I was back then, I have to be the biggest buyer of those cigars because I love them. I pushed the hell out of them. I loved it. And we bought the hell out of them. I would buy hundreds of boxes of those things. And, uh, that was uh, when it was made in Jamaica, yeah. right? And uh, that's the last single that I have left of 79. I have some 93s left. Yeah, you can't smoke that. Can't smoke it, right? Can't smoke it. Barry, you disagree, right? I should smoke it. You disagree. It's made for enjoyment. I smoke but the whole part of the of enjoyment. Part of the enjoyment is having it, and you can look at it and reminisce. You can't look at something and reminisce if it's not there. All right, next up is uh, another cigar from the, um, I would say, late 80s. Um, and I'll tell you, I opened Two Guys Smoke Shop in 85, and I never traveled around going to cigar shops. I went to the local ones in Boston because I was a cigar smoker and would get the cigars I would want, but never, you know, went around other states and anything until uh, I took a trip to New York, and I went around to all those cigar shops, and I went into a cigar shop, and this cigar was there. And the, the guy working there said, let me show you something. This is a test release. They're just testing the cigar, and it's the absolute special reserve from the absolute vodka people. And we're just seeing, they're just testing it to see if there's any, uh, anybody's interested in it or whatever. So I bought a few of them, I smoked a couple, and then I ended up saving this one, and that's got to be late 80s when that came out, and it never came out. Also unsmokable. See, I'd have a martini in that cigar. Yeah, I don't know. I still have it. Next up is uh, Jonathan, the same as you had, the uh, Diamond Crown Black Diamond pre-release five-pack. Pre-release of a product that never was released in that blend. Right. That was the best one. And we we did smoke the cigars, but they gave us a whole five-pack to leave with. And the packaging was so cool and so not them. We're talking a, a, a skull. It's, it's really wacky-looking packaging for, it is. for Diamond Crown. I'm like, where are you going with this? And hung on to it and, and never opened it up. It's probably the only thing I have of a, of a five-pack sealed because of the, the packaging itself. Hey, Dave, yep. maybe we want to go to break and then get these on the other side. All right, we'll do that. Okay, we're going to take the break, and when we come back, uh, we'll also uh, check to our wish list what do we wish we had in our humidors, cigars that we should have bought more of, and uh, what's for dinner on Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to find that out also. Uh, you might be surprised uh, to hear what's for dinner. We're live Salad. from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raffio Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar 
with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar age to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, 
in Peloto Dioro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right! The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far! In. There's too much to lose! And out of the cigar industry. With your host, David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it, just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former grangekeeper now about to become the Masters Champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Okay, I guess we're back. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Fluid Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. What cigars do you wish you bought and bought more of uh, to put into your humidor? And we'll talk about that and what's for dinner tomorrow on Super Bowl Sunday. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. So, uh, just put my cigar down. I could do another 20 minutes with that cigar. Not yeah. bad for a Robusto. Not bad at all. Right? Uh, but a special cigar today. Maybe something you would put aside and never smoke. I'm a little bothered that we're going to light this up. This would be a keeper for me. This is a keeper, right? So this is the La Flor Dominicana Special Football Edition. Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, a uh, 6 by... 52-60. Barry, you get information on this? Yes, sir, I do. It is a 6.5 by 52-60, as you mentioned, and it comes to us from La Florida Dominicana, and it's made in the DR by La Florida Dominicana. 
The wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano and Ecuadorian Connecticut, and it features binders and fillers from the Dominican Republic. It retails for $16.99, and it's only available at retailers in the state of Minnesota, this year's host of the Super Bowl. That's the only place you can get it, except for you can watch us smoke it on the Cigar Authority. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Mr. Carney. Thank you very much, Mr. Carney. Uh, beautiful work, artwork, right? That's, yeah, you uh, got a football right on the end there. It's pretty slick. And if you've never gone to La Flor Dominicana's factory, and I guess they're starting to do factory tours, you can watch these artists. And when I tell you artists... They don't mess around, man. Work with a chevetta, a blade like this, and be able to do this type of work that's on it. Unbelievable. Yeah, the type of the uh, cigar looks like, you know, you have a brown football with the white stripes on it. That's kind of what that has the feel to it. Ready to go along. And a company that is so sought after their cigars right now. They're so hot uh, with the Cigar of the Year last year and all the, um, you know, always back over the double the heroes and the big sizes and the, everything they got going on. And then they actually take time because they ain't making many of these no, a day, not. a roller, because mm. of the workmanship that gets put into it. But uh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, any information on blend or anything like that? No, it just it has the Ecuadorian Habano and Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, and the binder and fillers are from the Dominican Republic. Okay, with no details so, to yeah, the probably probably his his farms. Uh, so dying to try it, but this would be one of those that okay, I can't smoke it. Right. Or you, you have a whole box and you say, okay, I'm going to smoke one, but I'm putting some, some aside. This is one of those, right? It's too nice to smoke. I'm scared to smoke it. We're going to do it, though. I'm scared. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. We had no bumper coming into the next segment, but, and, I, and we had no coffee either. I thought we weren't going to have any coffee, but I'm Thank so you, happy to see we do. Um, so this is, um, oh, this is the snowball fight. Snowball fight. So the cold drawer on this cigar reminds me of a Bavarian pretzel. What the hell is a Bavarian pretzel? The one you get I've heard the street? of no, Bavarian street cream pretzel? donuts. Re- those really hard. Oh, the hard, hard pretzels. I like those. The big hard yeah. pretzel. You break, break a tooth snap and it's yes. so hard. You ever break a tooth on a pretzel? No. You haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> Live your life. Speaking of living, we're going to light our cigar today. It's with the, got pretzel qualities. Yeah, that coffee's good. Vertigo. Cyclone. This is the ga- the lighter that brought Vertigo to the game. The original patented Vertigo big ass tank. You got three jets, easy adjustment at the bottom, and it retails for twelve ninety nine. It's the Vertigo Cyclone. Barry, once again, the Ask ring for it by name. The ring gauge on this goes to a sixty, fifty two to sixty. Yes. So we'll let- I like this because I don't want a sixty ring gauge in my mouth, but we have a N that's a sixty. And if all goes well, it may burn cooler and easier for La Flor Dominicana for me because I'm a wimp. So when you cut yours, I cut mine to about a 46 ring gauge. Yeah. I went to uh, 51 and a half. <laughs> I got a 42 and three quarters. Thank you. That's 
Because there's always that argument. How much do you cut off of a torpedo? Well, I wanted to leave enough Connecticut on the end to be able to enjoy the taste of that Connecticut. It's bold. And I think it's a complete farce that you're concerned with how cool this is going to burn because it's the Florida Minicana. The amount of Lajero that's in it is the amount that's in it. It doesn't matter if it's a 60 ring gauge or a 50 ring gauge. It isn't going to change the strength of the cigar nicotine-wise. If it's going to kick your ass, it's going to kick your ass. Not necessarily. I don't buy that. I know that's your theory of what it is. It's by grams. But percentage-wise. But it, it doesn't matter. The percentage of not, it, the amount of caffeine that's in my coffee. It 100%. If it, if it was a little, if it was like this, a little Corona, and it was all the hero. And if you take that same all the hero and you put that in here with other stuff, it becomes muted. But it still is going to go through your cheeks and into your bloodstream the same mil- amount. No, if you got a glass of whiskey and then you add ginger ale to it, the same amount of whiskey, it's muted down, right? You'd say, yes. no, yes. it's not strong. This is a perfect example. I'm glad you made my point for well, me. But you, you, so you're still you t- taking in the same amount of alcohol. Of Thank course, you, Barrett. But, but taste, it doesn't taste, taste that way. Same. Yes. But it doesn't taste that way. But the taste is not the strength of the cigar. The strength is the Lajero that's in there. So you got a strong glass of scotch. And you drink it. Wow, this is strong. Now you get that same strong glass of scotch and you add ginger ale to it. It's not let's so not strong. Let's not add ginger ale. Let's not add ginger ale. You need, let's say you add drambuie and you make yourself a rusty nail. Drambuie has a little bit of alcohol content to it. The scotch has the alcohol is content. Is it as strong? It's sweeter. Is it strong? Taste-wise, it's less strong. No, that's all. Taste-wise. That's, that's all I'm get, talking about. You're going to get more drunk. I didn't by ask drinking about it. drunk. I'm not no, and you're going to get more beef. You're going to get more nicotine. If it's strong. It's like the odd couple. It is. It's the odd couple. I hate it. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me bang through these, will you? Um, we left off at the Diamond Crown, so we're going to move on to um, Perdomo Edition de Silvio 49. Edition de Silvio 49. Here's that's, a cigar. That's the one that came in the. Uh, it came in like a chest. Not this one. This is even okay. more special than that. The number 49 was for Nick Perdomo's 49th surprise birthday party that his wife threw him because he would know that the 50th was coming. Tell me you have at least two. I have two. That's a no-brainer. Who you smoked that with. Correct. It's a no-brainer. Why do I have two, right? So I have two of those. Um, this is what I was talking about, Barry. And this I is the part that you're missing out on by smoking every single cigar that you own. The experience. Of you don't have the chance to smoke that cigar with somebody years later. So, I'm a cigar so, blogger. There are no manufacturers that want to sit down and have a cigar with me. No, you're an I, I walk out of the That's back why. room of coffee. They roll their eyes, and they're happy to see me leave. It's not true. That's everybody. It's not they, just They were the trying to make the sale. I know what you were saying, but they were they were in the mode of yeah. making a sale. They landed the whale. They got it. It happened. That's what happened there. So don't don't be uh, put yourself down for what was going on there. Coming next week, Guardians of the Farm, the two guys cigars.com. Here we go. Hashtag shameless plug. Here we go. Um, next up is uh, La Gloria Cubana Trunk Show number one, Diadema, Connecticut. And wow. this was a Gloria Cubana, the only Gloria Cubana ever made with Connecticut Shade. I've smoked it. It was a diadema-sized cigar. It's 20 years old. And I bought, I had to buy 20 boxes personal. 
it wasn't to be sold in the store. It could only be purchased. It was a trunk show, which means anybody wanted to buy whatever they wanted. So for personally, I bought 20 boxes of those myself. I have less than a box left. I was chain smoking them. They were awesome. Awesome cigar. Um, and never came out with a Connecticut shade after that. I, I had one with Ernesto and his son when they came up and started E.P. Carrillo. And he said, what should we do? What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. I said, you should come up with Connecticut shade. No, 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 no. And I said, hold on a second. And I gave him and his son one and me. And we smoked Gloria Cubana, Trunk Show, Connecticut. He's like, oh, my God, you still have these. And that was 10 years ago. And the son said, see, you should do this. And he says, it really is good. And then they came out with New Wave Connecticut. And Boom. That's, and that's why. So these are things that can happen to you. You can get your wish. Uh, moving on um, is the Don Ramon, Ramon Ramon. And this is Ramon Cifuente. And I met him. And when they were launching Potagus 150, he was still alive. And he was at the event. And they had this cigar also. And one of the packages came with Potagus 150s and some Ramon Ramones. More importantly to me was I'm with... Ramon Cifuente smoking a Ramon Ramon. That's and a, it's a one and done. Ramon to the third power, there if it you is. ask me. So that was 1995. And that is my last one that I have of that. Unsmokable. He has passed away. Unsmokable. Unsmokable. He's passed away. Uh, next up is the first um, two guys smoke shop um, private label ever made. And this is La Primadora, which was a hot cigar back in 1980, whatever it was. Um, Crystal Two Guys Smoke Shop. So it was a La Primadora put in a glass tube. It says on it, Two Guys Smoke Shop, always fresh, Somerville, Massachusetts. Wow. And always fresh, I thought, was a good thing, but you don't want a fresh cigar. <laughs> But it's not fresh anymore. That thing is 30 years old anyway. So that, that's got some age on it for sure. My last one. Unsmokable. Unsmokable. Uh, n- next up is the Nat Sherman Gianna Rose Garofalo. What? So, that's right. So we, they didn't know we had planned on coming out with a cigar for La G- which is La Gianna. But they were nice enough to make me, um, a gift me, La Gianna Nat Sherman's. Wow. Uh, and um, I don't know how many I ended up having, but I ended up saving one, and there it is. Not completely unsmokable, because someday your daughter is going to get married, and maybe that's the day that you light it up, yeah. starting a new thing. It, that one's possibly smokable. 1994. Uh, next up, speaking of La Giana, is the La Giana Bambino Candy Cane. Huh? So there is a uh, candy cane small perfecto, one-time release for whatever we did, one and done, um, and I saved one. That's ugly. Yeah. Ugly as sin. (laughs) If you're not watching the video on this, this is the one you got to see. It's horrible looking. All right. So next up, maybe that was why it was one and done, (laughs) is a box of Cusano Selection. Or Selection, or whatever it was. Uh, It was January 22nd, 1997, and it says number one on it because it was the first box of cigars in production. I was at the factory when they produced it, and I said, I'd like to buy this one right here. He signed it, numbered it, dated it, 
handed it to me and I handed him the money and he said, I'm not taking the money. I said, it doesn't work unless I actually buy it. I want to buy the first one. And here it is. I've seen Mike Cusano a hundred times since over the years. And each time I've, I've flown with it back and forth to Florida with this box to actually smoke with him. And he will not let me open it up and smoke it with him. And here it is. That's 1994. So yeah, you need to, I think it's 97. He crosses his seven. Okay. Maybe. Um, you need to uh, you need to find a way to trick him or something to get that box open because he's the guy to smoke that. Of way. course, the only guy. Yeah. There should be a, a tradition. Was it twenty cigars in there? Yeah. You guys can share that tradition for the next ten years. It'd be nice. Um, next up is the Maybe pot. Wait till he sells his company. Oh, never mind. He did. He sold he the did. company. There was he lots did. of things that <laughs> ended up happening. <laughs> this is the Potagus One Hundred and Fifty Don Ramon box of ten. Very expensive cigar at the time. Uh, it came in a in a box on the on the next slide. I think Ed is the sealed box. It, it's like a big book. Yeah. And inside is all the ten little coffins that, as you open it up, it, the cigar pops up. And this was the most expensive of the line. There was a very very limited amount of this specific size of it. I ended up saving a box of robustos and a, and a one box of these. And over the years, blew through the box of robustos. We did it on the show, I think. Uh, I think we smoking, did, yeah. Smoking the rest of those. Uh, this has never been open. Uh, never, never been. Uh, it's humidifier and it and everything, but it's actually uh, been open to look at and to check to make sure it's okay. But actually, never smoked. It's a full box of Donalds. Something like that is priceless. And I had. Um, is that is that a an investment? In, in tobacco, or is that something that you just hold on I've to I've been forever? offered lots of money for it, but... but it's it's yeah, not for sale. Not for sale, which makes it even more valuable, right? Smokable. It is smokable. Yeah. You could you, you could do, have you, an, an occasion. And that cigar grandchild. Was, was like 30-year-old tobacco when they put it in there, and that was... Yeah, the clock's ticking on that yeah, thing. You would think, right? It's gonna, I'm going to run into the same Davidoff problem I had before, right? Yeah. Uh, next up is the Cohiba XV box. And this is a, a box of five, Cohiba XV. And they were rolled by my mother, Angela, in the Cohiba factory in 1994, in, 2000, in, in 2004. And the idea of this cigar, the tobacco that's used in here is the Potagus 150 tobacco. And Wait a second. They let regular people play around with this tobacco and make let, cigars? They let us do it because the idea was they were coming out with Cohiba 160. Or, uh, not, I'm sorry, they were coming out with Cohiba 25th anniversary or something like that. And that was what they were going to use for it. And they ended up, everybody fighting was a bunch of retailers together, trying to come up with the concept of what this Cohiba was going to do. And they ended up squashing the whole idea, and the cigar never came out, and, and, Co and Potagus 160 came out. So this is Potagus 160 called Cohiba. And what do you do with it anyway? And my mother rolled it. They might not even be smokable anyway. I don't know. But there they are. And what do you do with it? That's on the fence. 2004. That's smokable. 2004. Next up is Davidoff 100th Diadema. This is the 100th anniversary of Davidoff. It was a giant Solomon. It was one of the best cigars I ever smoked in my life. And uh, did you ever have that, Barry? That big, that big one? No, sir. Fifty dollars cigar. I've smoked man. the robusto of that. Yeah. Uh, maybe five times. Mm, nice. Not, not, uh, not the diadema. I might have had the diadema once. 
I'm surprised the cigar isn't uh, kicking my butt. Well, it went out on you after a sixteenth of an inch, so. Because it's, okay. it's tapered, so it's not as uh, right. It's not as bad. Yeah, it's a tapered effect. Ne- next up is the Camacho Liberty 2003. Woo. Pretty good, right? Yeah. That was a good one. There's been the Camacho Liberties. There's been exceptional ones. None yeah. of them are bad, but right. there's been some exceptional ones, and that's one of them. The 2003. I concur. Uh, last one I have left of that. Uh, only a couple left here. Uh, La Flor Dominicana. Two guys smoke shop double the hero. That was a uh, one-time release. I think it was a couple hundred boxes or whatever they did. That is my last single cigar with the box. Unsmokable. What do you do with it? You can't. Can't smoke it, right? The last one. Uh, Two more to go. La Gianna Havana. That is the first box ever made. Uh, 1994. Make that yourself? Kind of looks like it. Did I, did I make the cigar yeah, myself? Like, no. No, the, the box. A little paper mache action? No. To glue a picture? It was a, it was a made box, and that's how we ended up putting it in. You know, the box was made before the cigar was made, and then we made the cigar to fit, fit in the box. Okay. Who's the other baby? That is um, Raphael's... Um, it's a famous artist, Raphael's Angels or something like that. Okay. And last but not least is the Camacho Corojo... The first box ever produced, uh, the last single cigar that's left in that box. This is, we had a one-year run of Camacho. Nobody in the world had it but us. They changed it many, many ways along the way. They made it box press. They made it round. They changed the band. They changed the prices. They changed it. This was box one of the first release of the product, period. That was it. Uh, I did have the cigar with Christian. I did have the cigar with the folks from Davidoff when they bought the company. As Many, many things happened along the way with the different reps that came along and things of Camacho. Unfortunately, one single cigar left. Can't smoke it. Can't smoke it. So I haven't smoked it. And that is my long-winded thing of some of the stuff. And the cherry cherry painting is the uh, Madonna di San Sisto. And it's uh, also known as the Sistine Madonna. And it's by Raffaello Sanzio. Raffaello. How do you look that up? What would you Google? I I did two cherubs painting. Okay. All right. That's weird, huh? So, Barry, what are you looking for in your humidor that... You wish you did have based on <coughs> anything here or you, something you had and I should have hung on to it? Well, I wish I still had some of the, the Partagas 150s. Not, not the one in that, but there was the shorter version. Um, I wish I still had a few of those. Um, I've never gotten to smoke the Pepin Firecracker. Um, I've had every firecracker you've put out, the M80s. Um, I might be able to help you with that. I wish I had that. I wish I had the... That's a weasel move right there. Mm. (laughs) We've been double weaseled today. I wish I had the second release of the Ford Dominicana Salomon. Okay. The first release had drawer issues that they admitted openly. Um, The second release, they nailed it. It was probably my favorite LaFleur Dominicana to date. And uh, I wish I still had some more kilos. Yeah. None, huh? None. Smoked them through. I got a you few more from friends. How did you not save a box of Kilo? How did you not do that? I got, I got a box that turned into an ashtray, <laughs> but the cigars were made for smoking. Yeah, you can't do it. Even your own cigar, you blended the damn thing. And I remember when you showed up here, you had some original Kilos before there was box or packaging. Yeah. Any of those? There's, there's a couple floating in, uh, in the employee smoke box in Nashua. 
So put them aside, man. And yeah, they're there for enjoyment. Oh, man. There's like three people on the planet that can enjoy that cigar. It's way too strong. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is... The Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. A couple of weeks ago, we announced that New Jersey proposed a cigar tax of two seventy dollars per cigar. This week, a second tax bill that was introduced that would tax cigars at 90%, and it includes a floor tax on existing inventory. In New Jersey, too? In New Jersey. All right, so they're just they're trying to cut it out, yep, get, all the, get all the brick-and-mortar retailers out of business. And that's basically You don't make money. You just put the retailer out of business and drive it online. It's bad. You can add Illinois, Utah, and South Dakota to the growing list of states that are seeking to raise the tobacco purchase age to 21. Meanwhile, the measure to change in Indiana has failed to advance, good. which is good news yep. and some ammunition for us here in New Hampshire because they're trying to do it in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. We're fighting behind the scenes. Lots going on. They will not win. Go. And uh, Crown Heads announced late yesterday they will be expanding their footprint into Canada, Rudy, as they've entered a distribution agreement with Brigham Enterprises beginning in May. Mm. It's been a week of mergers and acquisitions for the cigar industry. Sure the first has. one saw Zycar obtained by quality importers. Zycar owners Kurt Von Keppel and co-founder Scott Amsberger will become executive vice presidents of quality importers and retain a minority stake in the company. Now, you're mentioning who Zycar owners were. They're not anymore. Do you know who the owners of quality imports are? No, sir. Ah, so that is very interesting. Of There are owners, and then there's hidden owners. Do you know who they're owned by? I have a good idea of what it is. I have Stop to do, doing that. I have to uh, do some more investigation uh, before I blow the cover off of this bad boy. But bad, bad, bad. This is bad stuff. Are the big getting bigger? This is the bigs are getting bigger. This is bad news. Can you answer me this? Is it the direction that I thought it was going after my first Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival? It know. was the booth where things kind of flowed together. Talk about it off the air. All right. I don't want to blow the cover either. And the other big acquisition was Scandinavian Tobacco Group, the parent company of General Cigar and Cigar International, adding to their growing monopoly, hurting the little guy, by purchasing Thompson Cigar for $62 million, and it's being financed by cash at hand. Yeah, so that company that financed it is the same finance company that financed Cigars International before Cigars International sold a Chicago-based company that uh, financed uh, the folks from Cigar International before that was sold out to General Cigar. Um, This is all intertwined together. There is a lot going on behind the scenes over here. The rumor yeah. mill right now is oh out, it's out of control. It, what rumor mill? So it, it's the fact mill. The rumor mill was yeah. <laughs> when Dave made all this stuff up in quotes uh, uh, three years ago. 
there's three during f- the first. There's three to five more rumor sales that are about to happen, and that's what's up in the cigar world. Absolutely. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up? Watch out, retailers. The hammer's coming down. There it I is. warned you. Hey, I've been warning you, telling you what's going on. You're going to do nothing about it. You're going to continue to do the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. uh, wishing and hoping it doesn't happen. That That is no, that is uh, trouble. You can wish in one hand and crap in the other, and let me know which one fills up first. Oh, my God. It's not good. Uh, and how is it for the consumer? I think early on it's going to be really good for the consumer because prices are going to drop hard. Mm-hmm. And make it great for the consumer to buy because the reason why they're dropping hot is to actually bury the brick-and-mortar store, put them out of business. And bury if, the little guy, if, the if, brand if, if it isn't the government taxing the states so that they end up going online, it's going to be the, the acquisitions of more stores and more stores that will open from these bigger guys that are going to end up squashing it. And then what happens is once they've cleared the way and everybody's been wiped out, then the prices go up. It's so simple. It's been done over and over in other other industries. It's like, how do you know this is going to happen? Because it happened a million times, just not in the cigar industry. And it's happening. You can see it. It's like, oh, you know, I got so many people saying, Dave, you called this one. Wasn't it so obvious of this is what it is? When you lay it out like you lay it out. Oh, my God. It's just ridiculous. We can do multiple shows on exactly what's going on right now. But uh, we'll just let it fall the way it's going to fall, see what ends up happening. Hey, whenever possible, keep the money in your community and buy local, buy small. Support your small business. And you want a place to go to, stop bringing your damn cigars you bought online in the cigar store. Mm -hmm. Buy a damn cigar in the cigar store. A damn cigar. (laughs) Not just a regular cigar. Jeez. Buy a damn cigar. Go into the store and buy a cigar from them. Keep them in business. Well, you're going to be sorry. There's going to be no place to go. And we've seen this so much in, in other industries yep. of what happened. There's no place to go. So I'm telling the, the consumer, you're going you're gonna to have better prices, but it's going to come with a, with a big pay at the end. So whatever, whatever. Next week, uh, meet the employees. We're going to bring uh, some employees on. I don't know how well this is going to play out, but we'll bring some employees. we got some personalities. I'm just curious uh, what happens when the mic's on. Right, right. We'll see what ends up uh, happening there. In the following week, cigars and social media. And with us will be Jared from Christoph Cigars is going to join us. We're going to talk about the social media and cigar companies and things that are out there and who's doing what and uh, the cigar media and all that stuff. You and I need to sit down and have a meeting about that show for what you want me to yeah, I um, we had we had alluded to the bucket list, and you did ask Barry about cigars that he wished that he had kept. Yeah, I got three. All right, I only smoked one Camacho Liberty 2007. That was the barber pole. Yeah, I wish that I could get my hands on more of those. That was fantastic. But the one that reminded me of that was the 2012 Liberty. I bought two boxes. I don't have any left. I smoked them all. And the one other one I smoked all of that I wish I had saved, I had purchased four of the first run of the Padron 50th 
with the red numbers on the front. So when you see a Padron 50, you'll see the numbers that are on there. If the numbers are red, that comes from the original humidor That's box. The first edition. If the letters are black, those are the refills of it. You want the red ones. Not that it's any better or anything, but if you're looking for the first run of it, that that's would be how you're one to detect, keep. Right? That would have been one to keep, and I didn't keep any. I smoked them. I smoked three of them, and I gave one to my brother. Can't get that one back. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got he got an inch in, set it down, and was like, "Whoa, that's strong!" And I'm like, "Dude, there is still a hundred and one dollars of cigar yeah. <laughs> on the table." And he grabbed it right up and manned it up. It was strong. It was very strong. Very strong. Um, you know, I'm hearing that the Padron um, 2000s, the um, not the 2000, the Millennium. uh, Millenniums, are going to be released again this year. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, so like a four pack box or something for big money. But they the, are the original ones, and they didn't roll them again. No. The original ones that they end up saving, they put them in a four pack box or something. Uh, somebody actually showed me that had one, gifted to them, and uh, I'm like, how do I get those things? Right. Mr. Padrone, how do I get those? George. Uh, yeah. That'll be a box purchase I make. Hmm? That'll be a box purchase I make, the four-pack box. And it wouldn't yeah. be one you'd hold on to. You'd no, smoke. I'd smoke them. <laughs> smoke all four, and that's it. You're going to continue to go up that. See, thing. I would buy two boxes. I would smoke one and then sit on the other box for an eternity. Oh, I might smoke two in the same day. Okay, so early thoughts here on this very, very special cigar, the Fluid Dominicana Special Football Edition, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It, I, I always, I, I always think of La Florida Minicana as super strong, and th- this is not no super strong because of the big ring gauge that come. In, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, but it, what it, what it, has, I'm liking it. What it has that I'm not completely accustomed to. I don't often think of this flavor when I think of La Florida Minicana, but it's mm. very cedary in the in the smoke itself, and there's a there's a sweetness to it. I definitely get that. You know, we rate cigars on the Cigar Authority by numbers. Um, we don't do anything. You do that. Okay. AAA <laughs> rates hotels by diamonds. If I was going to rate this by diamonds, it would be 283 diamonds. And if you're a football fan, you know exactly what that means. And me and Jonathan have this puzzled look on his face. No idea. What the hell are you talking about? So the Patriots were down 28-3 to last year, and they came back to win. And Robert Kraft made the Super Bowl ring with 283 diamonds trolling the Falcons. So this is a 283 diamond cigar. You love the cigar. I like it. It's really good. I like it. I just wanted to rub some salt in the wounds of Atlanta listeners. Because they hate us already. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you feeling good about the Pats, though? I'm feeling good. I'm hoping for a blowout tomorrow, whether that happens or not. I'm tired of playing from behind. Yeah. I just want to game. The stress of it. You know, I... I, I I watch the game in a place where I sit with my back to the TV. I hear what's going on, but I refuse to watch it. I just don't want the tension around You're me. the most odd person I've ever met <laughs> in my entire I don't wanna, life. I don't want to. You, you smoke tension. every single cigar that you buy, and you don't actually watch the game. You, you turn your back. back to the TV. Yes, I am boycotting What the hell football. is the point? You're such You're an idiot. You're not boycotting football. You haven't missed the game yet. <laughs> it's like listening on radio. Yeah. I refuse to watch football. All right. They still get the tick from your cable box, you moron. You could listen to it on the radio and they wouldn't get the tick, I guess. What's up against the, pay- the, the Super Bowl? Who's running a TV show or a movie against it? That's what's interesting. When we come back, the offer of the day, the classic three-way, and what's for dinner on Super Bowl Sunday. And we'll even uh, squeeze a little hate mail in if we get a chance. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, so there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except a name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? Writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. 
You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back. One minute. On the United Podcast Network. Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, A.J. Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality, the day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of A.J. Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, A.J. Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez Cigars. Bubbles, bubbles. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. And we're smoking the Super Bowl cigar. They don't call it that. It's a special football edition from La Flor Dominicana, the Minneapolis, Minnesota I don't think you're supposed to say the word Super Bowl as a broadcaster. Oh, really? Okay. I think you're supposed to call it the big game. The big game. How about trademarking the big game, and then nobody can say the big game? Huh? The I big guess. Game. I can... don't understand what the big deal is about saying Super Bowl. Who cares? That's what it is. They do. But it's what it is. It's a free commercial. Right. They should like it. But they it's should always like been it. that. Everybody's afraid to say it. It's dumb. Yeah. But anyway. You uh, know what's not dumb? The cigar? Is, yes, the cigar is this not is pretty done. cool. I got I to gotta hand it to, to Barron's because I would say 99.999% of the time when I email him something and ask him to do it, he sends me back the same number as is the percentage of reasons why he can't do it. And then there's a fight back and forth. Mm-hmm. I've but, been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. <laughs> and 99.8 times. Huh? So I'm right. He... I sent him an email, a listener, listened to the issue that we had. You had asked, could we possibly get some sort of recorder program yes, yes. built into the website? And yes. a listener did some research for us and sent it to us. And I forwarded it to Barron's. And within about eight seconds, it was up, tested. It worked. The problem was we hadn't announced it to anybody because it happened after the show. So now this is the formal announcement. But we did have one listener that uh, sent us a little bumper, we call it. Uh, so, Ed Sullivan, without any further ado. This is David Teske, the Canadian living in Seoul, South Korea, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network, home of the one and only Mr. Jonathan. Damn wow, Skippy. how do you like that? And yeah, that's I don't like you. That, that's in the contact us podcast. That's click right. The button. Now, I tried to do it. Because you were all happy and said, guess what? And then I tried to do it, and of course, wah, wah, didn't uh, work. Because you are that guy who has problems with your computer all the time. We just tried it with a different browser, and right. it worked so fine. If it doesn't work, try a different browser. You were on Google Chrome, which 
I've used. It has no issues with my computer, but I, I'm a Mac guy, so I tend not to have issues. You're a PC guy. So this will be good for if there's a whole bunch of people like bitching on the same thing of what we did, like this show, and then we get all the little segments and put it together. And but here's the thing. Mo most people we know listen it. to the show on a Monday. You've got to get that to me by Wednesday at the absolute latest in order for me to get it up for that week's show. Monday would be the best. I got time on Monday to do it. But uh, if you could get it to me, if you want to be on the show, you want to make a comment or whatever, there's no guarantee that you get on. Right. So we may or may just not like use it. mailbags, you know, we use what we can use. But uh, the one thing that I can guarantee at some point you'll get used is... But short and sweet, folks. Don't right. say what you got to say and, you know, not a... Don't turn it's not it a into diatribe. a hope. Yeah. But it, we, we'd love some more liners like the, like David gave us. Mm. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Where you're from. South Korea. Yeah, South. He's, like, he's Canadian, but he lives in South Korea right now. I would have been impressed if he did it in English, Canadian, whatever you want to call it, and in Korean. Back to back. I would have edited that and made it just the English one because we don't speak Korean. But we're listened to, obviously, in Korea. By a dude who speaks English. <laughs> Do they have us subtitled? Like if you watched it on you, YouTube, there's, there's, there's a, a subtitle shop option, in Thailand yeah. that plays our show in Thailand. In they all speak English. Send us a bumper with the Thailand language no. and, and the, the English language. No, but keep English it under 20 only. seconds. Yeah, you don't know what they're saying. Yeah, make sure you curse out Jonathan into Thailand. Yeah, he liked Jonathan. And that's why that one got on. Most of the people that send emails in <laughs> hey, people uh, from seem Thailand, to be fans of mine. People you know, in Thailand are friends of him, too. There's lots of ladyboys there. Oh, God. Yeah, Dave, we probably got hundreds of them. Right. And that's the only one he chose. That's right. Barry gets them first. Actually, they come to me. Oh, all so. right. Ah. All right, it's time to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? So this week, I'm taking care of the dog because my... Wife and daughter are at the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not I'm eating, home. I'm not eating poop. <laughs> not doing it. For $10,000, would you eat dog food all week? Because I don't oh, take care week. of the dog, and now I am, so I got to put the kibble stuff, and then I got to take the stuff out of the can and mix it in with the thing. <clears throat> all right. I never do that. Oh, my God. Dog food smells gross. It is gross. We should uh, just feed the dog table scraps and stuff because what's in that dog food? It's gross. I would do it if it was the uh, the dry food. I would eat the dry food. I am not but you gotta, eating. You got to eat the same thing that, that no, my dog eats. only eats. My dog only eats. We're going to talk about food. my dog. It's it's the mix between I'm the out. two of them. Ten thousand is not enough. Just yep. I speak for myself and Ed Sullivan. You it's got to be good for them, right? It's good for you. You, you care about if it's good for you. There's no uh, It's good for the dog. In it. it's, it's good, good for, for the, the dog. Coat. He doesn't have any hair on his head, so what benefits <laughs> does he get? $10,000, you're not going to eat that? Though. Just one week. That's no, too long of a time. If it was a one meal, I could choke it down for ten grand. But You can eat week? very little, but you're going to have to eat, and that's all you can have. Well, if that's all I can eat, I can go a week without eating. No, you can't. Oh, easily. Easily. You'll be dead. For 10 grand? I would not be dead. You can go well over 40 days without eating. You'd have to eat it once, you though, cannot. to start the bet. Yeah, you can. I have a... Aaron and I from you the Ash Holes. 40 days without eating? Aaron, you and without I... Without being dead. Tell him about Josiah. He's done it. 
And he, uh, this is not a thick dude. This is a dude that he already is ripped and shredded and then goes 40 days and does a full workout schedule every single day. He's a black belt in karate, runs, uh, helps people with their physical fitness and all that. He's in unbelievable shape and goes 40 days at least once a year. No, no problem. food. No food. Vitamins? Just water. Just water. And not even lemon in the water. I thought you'd die water. after no. like a few days or something. Wow. That's a fact. Fact. I had no idea. I mean, I can't skip a meal, but 40 days. <laughs> really? Yeah, no problem. So if, if I say. So I could go so a week. So $10,000, you eat nothing but dog food when for I a week. Eat. When you eat. I'm in. And you could not eat for a week? I could not so eat for, for 10, a week. So for $10,000, you would not eat for a week? Correct. He has to start the bet with a meal. He has to eat it once, and then he can go a week. You shut up over there. You chickened <laughs> out of the whole thing. He goes a for day. For $1,000, I'll eat did, a milk bone. He did 36 hours, I know. Yeah. I did. It was more like, uh, it was 38 and a half hours. Not that anyone's counting. <laughs> yeah, you were. We ended up with a rush, and I couldn't get up to make lunch. <laughs> but how bad was it after 38 it hours? nothing. Really? Nothing. Oh, my God. Barry, how long can you last? How long's the show? Yeah, right. That's <laughs> it. Fair point. Sometimes not even through the show when we have snacks. Right. Hoping you have snacks. So, uh, speaking of food, what's for dinner? What do, you, what do you do? What do you do for Super Bowl Sunday? Is it, is it the chicken wings? And I, I heard some ridiculous amount of how many thousands of millions of pounds of chicken wings that are done. Yeah, and last year's show, we went through the numbers on how many yeah, chips. 50, and, yeah, 53 million bottles of beer or something. I'm going to eat a normal meal. I got meatballs made. I'll have spaghetti and meatballs. Really? At the normal time. Spaghetti and meatballs ain't, ain't the uh, Super Bowl party type of food. It's not a party. I wasn't planning on watching it. My wife wants to watch it for the commercials. So There's lots of reasons to watch it. For the commercials, for halftime, for all the hype. People yeah. like watching it before it even Don't happens. Care. The after thing of everybody complaining. The only and, good and thing champagne. is. Will there be cigars served at the end of the game? Well, we know a couple of girls that went packing. They're packing. <laughs> if they can get anywhere near. So for me, my wife is making chili. And, um, that's, a big, that's a big one, right? And my uh, good friend Michelle is making poo-poo platter Bloody Marys. Poo-poo platter? Yes. Bloody Marys. So everything that's in a poo-poo platter will be stacked up on a stick with the Bloody Mary. Really? I thought we were going in a totally different <laughs> direction with this based on Dave's, where I thought Dave was going with his challenge. So you will not partake in watching the game, but you will partake in the... Uh, 100% in, alcohol eating, and food, eating, yeah. drinking, you're in for all that. Ed Sullivan, anything special for you? Going with lobster tacos. Lobster tacos. That's very New England. I'll tell you this. One of these Mondays, I got to have Ed Sullivan do lunch because he is an unbelievable cook. He always eats my food. I want to try, try his. Yeah? He's good. You want for that, Ed Sullivan? Yeah, no salad at all, dude. No. Can you lay off the broccoli for a little? Mr. Jonathan had his birthday, 40th birthday this week. Happy birthday once again. Um, and I got him a, awesome a cake. vegetable cake. Yeah, yeah Dave, we're going to have food, not what food eats. Right. Right. That's what food eats. <laughs> I have. So I'm assuming the cake, Jonathan had the carrots, the broccoli, and the Brussels sprouts, and Dave, you had the actual cake. Ed Sullivan, I you want to, uh, I could show a picture of the cake here. Yeah, it's all That's broccoli, broccoli carrots. carrots, tomatoes, Brussels sprouts. 
on the cake. Everything he loves. So what I'll tell you this is I had said to David because last year he gets mad about certain stuff. So he goes into the bakery last year and it's 830. The bakery opens at nine. He walks in with cash, looks at the cake and says, it already says happy birthday. I don't need a name. I'll take that cake right now. Here's cash. And the guy says, we don't open till nine. And Dave goes, the cake's right there. You're standing right there. All you do is sell cake. Can I just buy that cake? Sir, you're going to have to come back at nine. I don't even know how you got in here. And he goes, your door was propped open. That's how I got Not only open, I mean, it was propped open. Can I buy the cake? No, you got to come back at nine. So he leaves. He gets breakfast, of course, comes back, buys the cake and comes in. He goes, I'm never going to that bakery again. It's only because it's your birthday and I wanted to give you a birthday cake. So I knew he was going to Market Basket for his cake and nothing against you, I did not go to Market Basket. I wanted... High-end cake for my birthday. It's a big 40th birthday. You got high-end cake. He shows up with a market basket cake Not stuffed true. with broccoli and trying to tell me that the inside is made with vegetables. It was total crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was total I, crap. I told him it's, it turned the flour from, from a... Yeah, uh, they made flour out of cauliflower. Cauliflower. Crazy nonsense. And, the flour thing. <laughs> and I'm like... And you know, he, ate, he ended up eating a slice and he says, you liar. Uh, and the, then he reason, Googled it to try to find The way out. that I knew he was lying was that he ate a slice. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's how I knew he was lying. But I front and loaded on my birthday. I came in with my own birthday cake. All right, can we squeeze a classic three way in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history, is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com that's twoguyscigars.com celebrate today with a classic cigar Ed Sullivan did you have five to nothing to one or something last week that was the week before I, I think. won huge last week you won huge yes all right so we're gonna go to you I have six questions and one extra one just in case you just, se- you just have seven questions <laughs> no I don't you have seven <laughs> questions ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry The day the music died, February 3rd, a plane crash kills musician Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. Richardson, the big bopper, and the pilot near Clear Lake, Iowa. But not Dion, because he gave up his seat. There we go. And lives. February 3rd, what year? 1957. 57, Ed Sullivan. That was also my guess. 57. I believe it was 1955. 55. 57 will take it, so both of you get a point. It's 59. So a point for Barry, a point for Ed Sullivan. Should it be a half a point when something like that happens? No. No. Okay, it's to Ed Sullivan. U.S. President John F. Kennedy bans all trade to Cuba today, except for food and drugs. This is when it started. What year? Mm, um, Bans all trade. 1962. 62. It's 1962. 62. 63. 63. Two points for Ed Sullivan and Mr. Jonathan. 62. The embargo. 1962. 
So Ed Sullivan. You know how I know that? There used to be an Ortsak commercial that said it. Ah. <laughs> Over to you, Mr. Jonathan. Purple Haze. Jimi Hendrix. Recorded by Jimi Hendrix today. What year? Uh, that's going to be 1967. 67. 68. 68. I guess I'll just go 69. 69. 67, Mr. Jonathan, for two points. Two points. That's with me about Jimi Hendrix. So three for Mr. Jonathan, two Overrated for Ed Sullivan, guitars. one for Barry. Overrated. Now Overrated. you're asking. Now you're asking for trouble. All hate mail can go to <laughs> Barry at the, uh, the cigar Dave, don't I have three? Didn't I get one? Yeah, you do have three, Ed Sullivan. I'm keeping score over here. Why? Because he got a point with Barry. Yeah. He got two points with me. That's oh, three. all right. That is four to three to one. No, three to three to one. Four on my end. Why? Because he got two two-pointers. He didn't get two two-pointers. 59 was 57. He got one point. Oh, 62 he got. Yeah. And 60, 67 Seven. two points. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm sorry. Um, He's sorry. He cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, whose turn is it? I lost track. My. Barry Stein's turn. Why do I do this segment? <laughs> Barry, YMCA by the Village People. Peaks at number two on the pop single charts today. 77. 77. It's Sullivan. 74. 74. Year I was born, 1978. 78 for the point. 79. Missed it by that much. So we have five for Mr. Jonathan, three for Ed Sullivan, one for Barry. We have two questions left. Who's this to? Uh, Ed, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. I thought it was going to be you, but it's okay. <laughs> Porn star. Hey, now. John Holmes, ordered to stand trial for murder. Today, what year? I don't even know who that is. Really? Johnny Ward. <laughs> 1985. 85. You don't know who John Holmes is? No, I'm, I don't have a depth of porn library at <laughs> my house, apparently. If it was gay porn, you would know. I think he's the most famous, and that's what he died from, gay porn. Yes. Botulism. How do you guys know this? Everyone knows he died this. died from a botulism. Bad meat in the can. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, it is. 1983. <laughs> 83. I'm taking a guess. That's what I got, 83. 83. Point for each he is. Even though Mr. Jonathan doesn't know what it is, I don't believe him. Uh, he's six. Barry's two. Ed Sullivan. What was the answer? It's, uh, let's see, it's 82. And you say, I said 83. I got one question left. If it was 1982, we do not get a point. This is why people write in. Why do us. I do this? Why, why is this my segment? Taking away my point, and I'm taking away Barron's point. Yeah, we Barron's were all over. You, all right. You made up the rules for this I stupid did. game. I did. I got one question left, but nobody died. <laughs> Federal trial for four police officers charged with civil, civil rights violence is videotaped beating Rodney King. Begins in Los Angeles, California today. Oh, begins. Begins. The trial. Hang on. The trial. Changing my answer here. All right, I'm ready. Do some math. I think it's me, anyways. 19. You let me know when you're locked in, Mister. Not writing anything down because you didn't show up to the show prepared. I don't and have a your pen. computer's it's exposed. You, it's your job to supply me with a pen. It's not my job. Yes, I supply you with nothing. Uh, 48. Okay, I got an answer. All right. 93 is my answer. 92. 92 is when it happened. I also had 92. 93. Mister. Jonathan actually knows it. So you ran away with it, but just just for the hell of it, for, for our haters out there, 
Super Bowl, New England Patriots beat the St. Louis Rams 20-17 to at Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans. MVP, Tom Brady, New England quarterback. What year? 15. I think it was 2014 is my guess. Anything, Ed? No. 2002. Oh. But anyway. Time flies as we get older. Years go quicker. Two, it was 15 years ago, and we're still winning. That's right. Send the hate mail to me on that. I have nothing to do with it. I don't Thank play you. football. Why do you hate me? Because I live here. Back to the very There's beginning plenty of, of reasons show. to hate you, and it has nothing to do with football. Because I messed up with the numbers. <laughs> you mess up every week. <laughs> mm. Uh, what can we do to make this not happen again? What can we do? What can we do? So uh, La Fleur Dominicana, football cigar, uh, better known as a special football edition. This is the Minneapolis, Minnesota. Each year, are they different, a little different from each other? Last year, the, the foot of the cigar uh, was cut in an angle. This year, the foot of the cigar was straight. Okay. I got to say, I know it's a football cigar, but this is a home run. There we go. <laughs> Wrong sport. This cigar Whatever. is a touchdown pass. You're a touch it's a nice cigar. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I was expecting much stronger. And in, in, in the interest of full disclosure, I was dreading the hour of having <laughs> to smoke it because their stuff tends to be too strong and too full-bodied for me. But this has been very enjoyable. I think anybody A little that like has, the bull? It's bullish. It's bull-like. There's some similarities. Yeah. It reminds me, uh, it reminds me of one of the chisels. No. Yeah. You're out of your friggin' no, mind. No, no, no. <laughs> you just say stuff to get a reaction out of people. And you did it. You got a reaction yes. out of me. Ed Sullivan, you like it? Too um, big for you? I'm, well, I'm liking it. I, well, I have my 42 and three quarter cut on the end here. He's basically got a corona in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. All and, right. And he is ha- ha- happens to be happy to see you. That's it. Everybody have a happy uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Go Pats. Uh, that's it for us. Next week, Ed Sullivan comes out behind the curtain as we meet the employees. He's an employee, so he'll be one, too. He'll take the seat out front. Like No one knows what he looks like. All right. So we'll see what he is and other employees. Uh, do they smoke cigars? If they do, what do they smoke? What do they like? Salesman and saleswoman in the cigar shop. Until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There you There is no way you even lasted for the entire two hours with no this way. drivel that we had going on. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.